away from here, fast! Run away? To where? It doesn't matter where. We never should have come to this stupid city in the first place. so long i forgot what we're doing <laughs> is everyone blind in this place but him it's bill turn the light on oh that would do it and uh hey would you take this collar off me nah no oh, i'm andy hey guy hi hey it's tu- <laughs> hey guy <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say guys this time it's tuning japanese time whoa it's been a while it's been a long while i mean for the fans i mean because we just recorded a bonus episode but like no, it was just us ranting about Game of Thrones. We that... did rant. We did a giant rant about Game of Thrones. It's on. I'm sure the feed by now, and if not, it will be soon. It's and not just nerd hate. No, it wasn't. No, we it... we actually we actually did a much deeper dive than just being like this show fucking sucks now. Yeah. And we talked for like an hour. So if you're interested in that, go check out Patreon.com/slash Tuning Japanese. It's not all ass kissing either. We no, we 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 fairly. I think we we go through the the highs and lows. Why what was good, what was bad. Absolutely. And we recorded it right before the last episode of the season, so we'll see how our thoughts turn out about where it goes at the very end. So if you want to check that out and you're a Game of Thrones fan, definitely go support for $1. That's all you need. Just throw a dollar for, like, even just one month if that's all you can afford. That's fine. Um, to go listen to that and all, all kinds of other great bonus content. So that is up on our Patreon. Uh, how's it going? It's going. Uh, it's, it's been It's it, been a while. Yeah, I'm... Not sure how we do this anymore. Uh, you know, neither do I. You know, and I guess we'll start there with our apology. Um, we don't, I mean, and I feel like we don't apologize too much. Like, we're usually fairly good about kind of keeping a somewhat normal schedule. I don't apologize for nothing. Well, I mean, I know you don't, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I do want to just say, like, I apologize. We didn't have an episode for about a good month. And, you know, life. Shit happened. I mean, it did. I mean, it's... Uh, Various layers and, ch- and consistencies of shit. Yeah, a lot. I mean, if you know me on a personal level, you know it was rough. Um, the last month has been rough. Um, I don't want to get into too many details about that, but, you know, I, I think I've been dealing with, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with like chronic depression in any way. And I don't, I don't know what that kind of like is like, but things have happened in my life that have brought me to some low points lately. So, it you know the podcast has not been my number one personal priority, right? And as it shouldn't be, right? And you know, I mean, considering that, not even just the the getting up and getting out and doing the recording, but you know, like even just like facing like having to sit down and and, and do the editing, and I just it just wasn't in me. I right. mean, it really yeah. honestly wasn't for the last month or so. So um, we had water again. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've uh, my wife did a fantastic job trying to waterproof, mm-hmm. and I think we were we were we. Had storms that would have caused water and didn't, mm-hmm. but that particular deluge was uh, pretty bad. Yeah, that we, was. We've gotten a lot of water in I the post, Quad Cities. If you're I not, posted if you're not on the Discord, area. the levee breaking. Oh, that video is so like I don't want to say cool, <laughs> um, um, awe-inspiring. Yeah, I guess maybe is a better Ma- word. In the old school term of awesome. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it, this is the power of the terrifying. Ring. Yeah, like just how quickly that whole area just gets completely covered yep unbelievable like like you know i mean we as humans always try to stop mother nature but mother nature finds a way yep and this was one of those moments where mother nature found a way but yeah no it's it's been a lot going on around around this area and with us and 
We're just, I'm just happy to be back. I am too. I'm happy to, I mean, I, we just wrapped up, like I said, that hour-long discussion of Game of Thrones, and that was a ton of fun. Yep. Uh, and we're here to bring you another episode in Season 4. Yes, we're still in Season 4. Uh, our review of Ulcerain. And today we're going to be talking about Episode 25, just one episode today, Episode 25, which is entitled False Memories. And it's an interesting episode. Yes. I mean, it's also, it, it's, it's an episode. There are things that happen in it that are interesting. I think they're going to be worth talking about. There are. I'm confused as ever. Yeah. I mean, we'll get there. I, again, I don't hate Wolf's Rain, but I don't know what's going on. Well, I mean, we'll see if we can piece it together. Okay. We'll see if we can piece it together. That's why we do this. That's true. Before we do that, um, let's get some things out of the way before we even get to some nerd news, perhaps. We haven't done that in a while. Nerd news. Um, we haven't made this official official on the website, but um, we, uh, just to come right out with it, Questionable Endeavor, which has always been a very questionable endeavor. The yeah. name is right there. Um, we are going to be actually saying farewell to Questionable Endeavor as a network in the near future. The word has gone out to the hosts of the shows uh, already, so this is not a surprise like to any <laughs> of them hearing it for the first time. It's one of those things where I've really enjoyed doing the stuff for Questionable Endeavor, but it's also just another added layer of extra stuff that has just, with everything in my life right now and everything and, and just and with work and all that, it's just been very hard to make it what I wanted it to be. We don't need a full board network. You know, I don't we think we, I don't think we do. And I, and I, I want to just use this moment as a platform to, you know, obviously thank anyone who's ever been a part of the network in, in all honesty. Anyone who put any effort into trying to make this work and make this a thing and, and just lifting each other up and playing, you know, playing an ad for one another show on the network or, you know, just mentioning another show. Like it's, it's just really cool to think that like in a world where people only are concerned about themselves so often, right. That, you know, we had a nice little community of people that I'm still very proud of the work that they do. Right. Um, you know, and, and getting to meet people that, like, were even outside of our circle of friends that, you know, we wouldn't have The Reanimator ever met. guys, especially. Oh, absolutely. Reanimator, like, they do such good work over there. They're On the other side of the world. They're fun people. Absolutely. And they're, they're fun people, and they're, they're good people. And it's just, it was awesome to be, you know, kind of, like, build this friendship with another anime podcast. That does something very different from what we do. Right. But but does what they do really well. It has inspired me to watch a couple animes. Right. Which, that in itself, that's a miracle. Reanimator, you've done miracles. Like, you've, you've really worked miracles. I mean, whether it's them, whether, uh, you know, it's Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human, human duplex. duplex. The work he does uh, with the Raw Attitude podcast and just, you know, how showing me that, like, one person can be unbelievably funny and put together like an amazing program and just thanking him for letting me be part of that program. Right. You know, on an episode, a couple episodes, you know, even though they weren't a part of the network at the very end, like the rundown guys and Adam, like, you know, especially, you know, just like all, all of that, like everyone who's been involved in the network, you know, I, I want to say thank you. I want to say, you know, you guys were awesome and I appreciate you all uh, and what you gave to, to us. And I hope that we helped you grow as well. Well said. So, with that out of the way... I got nothing savvy to say. Yeah, that's okay. Before we get into some nerd news... Um, can you I hear do the wa- thumbs up? <laughs> can you... Doing it so hard! Doing it as hard as you can. <laughs> um, I do want to mention something that happened last weekend, uh, which is the QC Game Fest. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is a yearly convention. Usually happens sometime around April or May uh, in the Quad Cities. And I, it's a, fe- a game festival that I like to go to to at least run at least one game. And right. I always try to go as like an ambassador of not D&D or Pathfinder, like to give people an opportunity to play something else. Absolutely. Um, you know, that, you know, in the realm of tabletop RPGs. Uh, and this year, and I would have promoted it more had we been recording episodes, I ran a game sponsored by our podcast um, as a way to obviously promote Tuning Japanese. And the game was entitled Sailor Tune. And, and it, I probably should have showed up, but I didn't. Well, it, it's okay. It turned out all right. It's my anniversary I mean, weekend. It's fine. I think you have a good reason. And Thurk was there, so we had yeah. we had some some other support from the podcast aside from myself. But the idea, the premise behind the game was, I took a character from each of the shows that we reviewed as part of this podcast, and I decided to throw them into the world of Sailor Moon. So we had Excel, right. uh, who became Sailor Moon. 
Total sense. What makes to- total sense because there was the episode where she was Sailor Moon, right. quite literally. We had the character of Blue from uh-huh. Wolf's Reign who became Sailor Mercury. I ended up making that change, that switch. I like that. I like, I, I like it. Turned out being actually a lot lot yeah. better. Than I liked it too. We had Yoko from Gurren Lagann uh-huh. who uh, became Sailor Mars. Uh, we had Millie Thompson from Trigun, who mm-hmm. became Sailor Jupiter, mm-hmm. and Deedlet from our bonus up, bonus season from Record of Lotus War as Sailor Venus. Those all were great picks. They were, and, and it was one of those things where I had a lot of apprehensions going into this game for a lot of reasons. Number one, I've been very busy and life has been not kind, so my level of game prep was not exactly up to par. Right. My second worry was, and this is more a reflection on the hobby. And less of a negative, like kind of stere- like like gender stereotypical comment, having five main characters who are females. Yeah, like I was worried that like, well, guy gamers aren't going to want to play we've, a sailor scout. We've directly ran into that in con games before. Yes, absolutely. So I, that was a, a little bit of worry, and then also just how niche. This was like, yeah, we're at a gaming convention. I'm running an anime based thing. I mean, it's not to say those things don't overlap. They absolutely do. But like a very niche sort of thing where it's like, then they have to know these. But characters. some of those animes are pretty niche. Absolutely. So I was really worried. And going into it, I, I almost like even just decided like, yeah, maybe I just won't go. Gurren Lagann was probably your heaviest hitter. Absolutely. It was absolutely. And I go in and, you know, I'm, 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 pull, I'm trying to get myself like psyched up for, for this thing and. Thurk messages me, and he said, and I and I say like, "Hey, are you there?" And he's like, "Yeah." Uh, and I'm like, "How many people are in my game?" He's like, "Dude, your game is full." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh fuck," because I had done so little game prep for that particular game. Like, I had the characters all done, I had their powers fleshed out, and I had a basic concept of what I wanted to do, and I had written a few like introductory scenes. But man, as soon as I sat down with that table with that group of people, like I I, I automatically knew things were going to be fine. Of the five players, only one of them didn't know the anime that their character came from, and that was a girl who was playing Blue. She had never seen Wolf's Reign. That's fair. Um, but she just... I gave her a quick little primer, like a super quick little primer, and she made up for it by when she transformed into Sailor Mercury, she transformed as a wolf. So she was... So, she was, so we called her Sailor Wolf the entire time. <laughs> When she used bubble spray, uh-huh. she just like described it as like opening up her mouth and barfing out bubbles. <laughs> and it was so good. Like it was so much fucking fun. The gentleman who played Excel um, was so excited. And shout out to him, uh, Alan Meeks, who is um, actually bringing a, a group, an organization called Nerd HQ to the Quad Cities. Um, and essentially he's actually going to be, there, there's some cool things going on. You can check that out on Facebook. Uh, it's facebook.com slash uh, nerd HQQC. He was a really cool dude. He had told me we were looking over characters and he's like, can, can I, can I play Excel? Can I, can I please play Excel? And I'm like, uh, as, as long as no one else cares, he's like, I literally was rewatching Excel saga before this con to be ready for this moment. And I'm like, this is going to be great. I knew right. The then player that has their homework. Oh, That's... absolutely. I, a friend of ours, like a little more a friend of mine from like, not so much you, but like, you know who he is, like Andrew, the uh, the one kid who like is all, at all the cons. Oh, that, uh, big, big froze in the, uh, he won the, the Grand House. The Grand House. Yeah, Grand okay, House yeah. 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 Um, he, uh, he came in, he was the last one to get there to the game and he got stuck with Yoko, but he was like, that's the only character I really knew anyway. And I'm like, perfect. Like it Great. worked out really well. You know, this, this other guy that was playing, he was so excited to have Deedlet. He's like, this is one of my favorite animes. Like, so it was one of those moments where it was magic. Everything hit, everything perfect. lined up so perfectly. The girl that played Millie was like tickled. She's just like, I love this character. I love Millie. Like this is per-. like everything. I didn't have to do anything. And we cherry picked our favorite things. She's animes for sure. Oh, right? absolutely. Cause Millie's the best girl. Yeah. Yoko's the best character. Period. Period in that. Blue's yeah. the best character, period. Yeah. Oh, it was... How do you pick anybody but Excel? Oh, man. So, I took the ideas from when we were brainstorming in our group chat, and, you know, each of... What I did was I set up in the game, each of the characters had an individual scene in their regular world. Okay. And I specifically set them up in a scene with the character that would become a member of the uh, Four Kings of Heaven. Okay. Um, so that way that, like, it was thematically already in there, the characters already mentioned, and it, it, that way if no one knew who the character was, they at least have some connection right. to them right. going in. Great idea. Like, you know, 
the the girl who didn't know Blue still had a scene with Hige um, to know who he is and have some sort of emotional impact. You know, we had a scene where Excel was given a, a job by Il Palazzo, right? And before anything could happen, like weird poisonous gas like started pumping in the room and like Hyatt dies and she's like quit dying and then like you know then you have like like Il Palazzo is like dying and she still is oblivious like she couldn't make any intelligence roles because she's dumb yeah Um, that character's dumb that tracks Um, it tracks like everything tracks so well and couldn't even tell like that the smoke was like covering up over her face um you know like just like each of them had like this really cool scene and then it was revealed throughout the game like well like they all somehow pass out or are knocked out or or whatever um, and then they all wake up around the table in in the Hikawa Shrine, and Luna's just like they're like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> <laughs> and it was just it was everything was magical. The game was a, was a, an absolute blast. You know, they had to go and defeat like each of the the kings of heaven, and then the ultimate bad was was Hyatt as uh, Queen Beryl. I ended up not right. doing the Metallia thing at all because we didn't have right, time. Right. But like that in itself was awesome. At the very end, um, like Sailor Moon goes down mm-hmm. like from a blast from Beryl. Mm-hmm. And like it's this like, oh my God, dramatic moment. And she gets woken up by the Great Will of the Macrocosm who's like, it's time to turn you into the moon princess. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, what? She's like, don't worry about it. Like the, like, uh, the Great Will's like, all you have to do is combine your powers and say moon cosmic power or whatever the, right. the phrase was. And, like, of course, the person plays, so I was like, huh? Like, <laughs> it's like, like, just repeat after me. <laughs> and then what's really great is Excel had this power where it was like she could re-roll something five times. It took her all five re-rolls to be able to use that special power at the end, which was so fucking good. Um, but, like, at the end... Did the well, great little keep like keep like resurrecting yes, her? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I was like, I was like, but like to make this work, so like they all pumped all their power points in, um, all their other EP, and to deal this big attack to Hyatt. And at the very end, I was like, well, this work, you know, it's anime, and like they all have to shout the the attack phrase at the same time. And they all did it like as loud <laughs> as they could over the entire con. And it was one of those moments where I'm like, all the tables turn and look, and like they were just having a blast. And it was it was such a good moment, and it was one of the most fun times I've had running a game. And it was something I definitely needed given how right. things have been lately. So that seems amazing. It was it was a ton of fun. You always love to be part of that table mm-hmm. that makes so much noise you get everybody's attention. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we were laughing like the entire time and the, like the other tables were like looking like what the hell's going on? Like like looking at us but like also smiling cuz they could tell we were having so much fun. I remember that uh, it that, was so uh, good. that Winnie the Pooh game at Fear the Oh Con, my god. Where he stood up at the GM stood up at yes. the end, Noble Bear. Yes. Instead of the end, he's like yelling and like yep. invoking. It was so Winnie good. the Pooh is invoking oh uh, my the, god. the Eldritch gods and oh, so oh god, it was funny. And everybody's like <laughs> every table in the place stops and looks at this like it was so this good. dude is just standing there yelling. <laughs> so <laughs> much fucking fun. So much fucking fun. So shout out to, I know Alan is a listener now, uh, who played Excel. Hi. Um, hi. <laughs> um, hopefully, you know, he wants to come on maybe at some point and like maybe join us for an episode at some point, like whether it's, you know, you know, phoning him in or something. But, um, you know, he had a good time and everyone had a good time. And thank you for making it a good time for me. It was really awesome. So that's all my business I had to get out of the way. Um, is there anything nerd news-wise that you want to mention before we dive into this episode of Wolf's Uh Well, the only thing I can really think of that's pertinent... I mean, we could talk about Grumpy Cat's passing. Grumpy Pat did... Gr- Grumpy Pat? Grumpy Cat did pass away. Rest in peace, Grumpy Cat. We love you. But I think really the nerd thing that needs to be talked about at least a little bit mm-hmm. is that news has come down that AEW has got a TV deal. Yeah! On TBS. Or so, um, TV, TNT, I'm TNT. sorry. TNT. A Turner Network. Turner Network, yeah. So, um, AEW, be- you yeah. want to like give a little preface for anyone who's not a wrestling fan, which obviously, surprisingly, there is a lot of crossover between anime fans and wrestling fans. Yeah. AEW stands for All Elite Wrestling. It's set up by Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks, I think, are the main guys. Right, aside from the dude that like is like the, this There's like a billionaire. billionaire there's a, like yeah, there's it. a billionaire funding it. You know, they've now signed, you know, Chris Jericho and... They're sort of the alternative now for a place for people to go mm-hmm. that isn't WWE. Right. Which, I mean, there have been alternatives. There have. That, that still exist, that still you can make money at, like nowadays especially. But this is the first, like, big deal. Well, not only so that. it's turning into a big deal. It is. Well, for one, it's on TBS. Mm-hmm. We all remember back in the day, Ted Turner, WCW. 
Yeah. I mean, it's really they're, harkening back. They're using the Nitro file graphic on the announcement of AEW getting into Really? Yeah. It's, oh, that's it's amazing. It's AEW, All Elite Wrestling, and then it was the Nitro fire behind okay. it. Okay. That's um, just like a middle finger right it, there to It Vince. absolutely was. And I think what they're doing is probably smart. They've already announced now it's going to air on Tuesday nights. Interesting. That's actually really brilliant because that's going to pull people away from SmackDown. We were talking about that on... But not Raw, because no, you can't go head-to-head with Raw. Not right away. But I bet you can go head-to-head with SmackDown. Well, SmackDown is, you know... the And SmackDown's the good wrestling show. Like, but it's like also the, like the, the pure wrestling one. show. It's true. You know, that they're the one that people are taking pictures of the arena being three-quarters empty. Which is why Vince is freaking out and doing, like, the wild card rule yep. and all these things to, like... WWE's on the ropes entirely. Mm-hmm. So not only is there a competitor... It's the perfect time for a competitor. Not only is there a competitor with a lot of talent, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the time. WWE is crippled. Mm-hmm. I think going head-to-head with Raw was pro- would probably be a bad idea. Yeah. Going head-to-head with SmackDown, unless this Fox deal really gooses their ratings, which I don't... I can't I see can't, it really. I, don't, I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as they keep saying it is. it's going to be a fart in the wind. You know, Fox is going to you know get rid of them once their ratings drop. If AEW can pull some of those viewers and, and help kill that deal... Vince is going to lose a shit ton of oh, money. Oh, he's going to lose so much money. And then, maybe they do go head-to-head with Raw. Mm-hmm. The other interesting thing is they've said there's going to be a a reality-based component to it, a stat-based component to it. Mm-hmm. Like, when the wrestler comes to ring, it will say, like, they have a record of, you know, 38 wins and two losses. And, and I mean, that's kind of the cool stuff that WCW did do for a while, you mm-hmm. know, with, like... Well, in early, early like TNA, the, did it didn't, too. They, didn't they have like the 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 rankings and stuff too? Mm-hmm. Like WCW is really known for that. Like, oh, they're yep. ranked number third right now. Uh-huh. Like, I always, I thought that I was said, kind of a cool thing. Early TNA did it too. Yeah, but you know, everybody tries to do what WWE does. Mm-hmm. TNA did that. Tried to do that, and it, it backfired. Mm-hmm. Like the, big time backfired. AEW is trying to be completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing you know the reality based stats and stuff. Also, they said they're giving characters a lot more. F- wrestlers a lot more freedom to explore their character mm-hmm. you know and that's maybe not as reality based but it's also good yeah because who has a character in wwe these days what active it's true bray wyatt is pretty much the only one yeah i mean that's i mean even even elias he's got a guitar yeah that's it yeah that's the whole gimmick true i don't know it's that's an interesting I... but i mean sasha banks is leaving wwe yeah uh, Dean Ambrose is already leaving. Yep. So Ambrose people... is already out the door. And how long until he pops up in AEW? Vince is freaking out. He's trying to get Punk to come back. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, it may be nothing. It may just be business as usual eventually. But right. it's interesting that we are really seeing a real competitor. Yeah, and I think it could go somewhere. I think it could too. Yeah, it, it'll be, do we know, maybe you don't remember, but like when-ish it's going to like debut? Did they, did they announce that at least? It's the 25th. It's it's May 25th. May um, 25th? The first, well, that's that's their first uh, pay-per-view event. Wow. That's The quick. first such event will be Double or Nothing, Saturday, May 25th, at mm-hmm. the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas. Interesting. Yeah, this, I mean, like I said, it, it may be nothing, but... I feel like this is an interesting time in wrestling history. Yeah. Um, and we may really be seeing something I, I I think you might be right. I think you might be right. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe if we get a chance to see any of that, we'll we'll let you know how we what we think of it. It's going to be on pay-per-view, so probably yeah, not. Yeah, probably but... not. I mean, there's ways to get around that. Um, but anywho, um, we don't promote that those ways here. I guess the only other thing I want to mention, nerd news-wise, before we head into the actual episode, is Nintendo out of nowhere. And I know Nintendo, it's me. I, I haven't I haven't had a chance to talk about Nintendo. It's a Nintendo. So it's a Nintendo. Um, Nintendo decided out of nowhere they were going to drop a Nintendo Direct based on um, the new Mario Maker that they're putting out. Uh-huh. Uh That comes out in June. Are you familiar with Mario Maker? Nope. So on the Wii U, they created a game called Mario Maker, and it's exactly kind of what it sounds like. It gives you level the, creator. It gives you a level creator tool. Okay. Um, and it was a huge success. Now, unfortunately, the Wii U didn't sell a lot of actual units. So, right. I mean, it ha- while it had a rabid fan base and, like, was all over Twitch, um, people creating levels or, like, playing through other people's created levels, it didn't quite have the same reach as they wanted. But, like, a rabid fan base. So when they announced a while back that they were going to do a second one, people got really, really excited because the Switch has sold now 
a lot of systems. Um, it has outsold the N64. It is it currently the N64. It's a, it's outsold the N64. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it actually has sold more units in Japan. Uh, the Switch has than units of the PlayStation Four in Japan. Wow. And the PlayStation 4 has been out for a very, very long time. Right. And the PlayStation 4 is the place where people go for, like, JRPGs and stuff um, instead of, like, the Xbox. Like, right. like that's where the market is. So, um, like, it is an unbelievable success, this machine. So when they when they announced it, um, you know, people kind of lost their mind. And then they released a 15-minute trailer. And in that 15-minute trailer, like, they just unloaded. Like, this, is, this game is going to be so huge in scope. And I don't want to go through a lot of the details. I just wanted to bring it up because I think if you haven't seen that direct, go and watch that. But, like, they are adding in a full-blown, like, multiplayer online mode. There's going to be, like, ton new tools for, like, like creating levels, new level designs and backgrounds, a whole new style. They're going to have the Super Mario 3D World style as its own thing. Um, like, it's just it just looks really cool. And if you haven't seen it, I guess, just to keep it quick because we really should get into the episode here soon, yeah. go check that out. Go check out that, that uh, preview. It is fucking bonkers. Alright, we gotta get to this episode, though. Yo. We've gotta talk about episode 25, which is entitled False Memories. And hey, I've got it this time. Yay! Yay! Let's do this! Good, because I didn't do any notes. Okay, good, good. Hey, do you remember where we left off? Nope. Alright, well, uh, we... Oh, ca- yeah, they were all, uh, fucked. Yes! Yes, they were. Uh, and that's how this episode opens. Uh, kind of reminding us how fucked every character is. He and Blue are running down a city street, trying to escape more of those guards who were chasing them from earlier. We've got Tobaway getting knocked unconscious by some so- by some guards yeah, with the, like those, the sonic gun those thing. Those base guns. Yeah, <laughs> drop into base. Um, Sume is still kind of wandering around that weird collector's room full of wolves. Right. And freaks out. Kiba's fighting five dozen guards. Because why not? And still winning. He's a badass main character. Oh, yeah. How come they can't hit him with those weapons? Because they suck. There's literally a scene where he's running and you hear ching, 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 ching. That's it's like swords are dropping all it's around just sword, him. No, it's, it's uh, spears trying to hit him and missing. That's what it is. <sighs> Fucking bonkers. They're like all trying to halberd him and they can't hit him. So like we get this succession of craziness and then theme song. Theme song. Never told you how much I love this theme song. No. I love this theme song. Oh, yeah? A lot. Really? So much so I might just drop like Four seconds right here. You totally will. Wasn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Uh, hey, we come back I, from I theme song. I tell you what. I tell you what. We come back from theme song. Theme song. And uh, we were with... Thong song. Thong song. <laughs> the thong, the thong, thong, thong. A uh, hub is... I love shoes. <laughs> Wait, what? I'll stop that. <laughs> I just got that. I just now got that. <laughs> God damn it, Bill. What? <sighs> hey, hub. Remember yes. him? He's locked up with I'm a wolf woman. Right. Yes. Lady. So, there's a bunch of banging, because apparently Sume has been captured now. Oh, those animes. Yes. He's been captured. He's been thrown in jail with them. And he's, like, throwing his body continuously right. against the cage. Because you do. Because you know. The old woman says, knock that shit off, essentially. Like, fucking stop. You're being annoying. What's that going to accomplish? Nothing. Those are steel bars, you moron. Which makes me think, like, she's probably tried that herself. Yeah, or seen somebody else do it. Exactly. This is where I think, I think, because it's been a while since we watched episode 24, but I think this is the first time we officially find out she's a wolf. Like, we had hints of it. It's hard to remember because I knew she was a wolf. Right. Like, straight away. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like well, old wolf lady. Yeah, I mean, gotta be. But, like, I think this is the first time we officially get it. Because she's talking about her former pack. Right. And how she was caught. Um, but she says that, well, someone was spared. The one wearing a collar. Yeah, the traitor wearing a collar. Which Sume, or Sume's like, oh, dun, dun, I, kn- dun. I know someone who wears a collar. It must be the same person. <laughs> to be fair, he was wandering around that weird, like, museum. Yeah. And they're all wearing... The same collar. The same collar. With different, like... Which is confusing. They're, they're just labeled. Are they... Numbered? Well, he's well, number 23, oh, so... Oh, he is. So, like... So then, okay. So to make sense So in sense future this, vampire weirdo language, that's a 23 on his collar. And not the letter H? Right. Okay. That makes sense-ish. The letter, not really, the letter H like, is 23 in their language. I guess. Okay, but here's, I guess, the 
the real like thing because like we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So they used a decadecible. No, not that. I'm not what? talking about that part of it. So like the the other wolves with the collars on in the weird jars. That was funnier than you gave me credit. I'm for. not giving you that credit. Are these the earlier ones or the later ones? Are these like we're going to use these later? Or are these like other wolves that were were used as bait? I'm taking it that she like. They're the ones that were used. Okay, and she, like, like got them stuffed? Oh, yeah. that'd be fucked up! Oh my gosh, that she's was, so fucked up! That's how I took it. Jagara's, that bitch Jagara, that's her real name, what's my gag with that? Like, direct <laughs> quote, direct quote. Uh, <laughs> it's been so long. It's been a while. It's been a while. The fact that she would not only use them, but then, like, when they die, like, stuff them or kill them and stuff them? Yeah, keep like, them Like, that's fucked up! That's fucked up. Fucked That's how up. I took it. Apparently the colored one is, you know, got to be he gay, and he betrayed the wolves in her right. pack. We'll find out more about how. Well, I don't think he gay did. Somebody like he gay. Was it someone like he gay, or you think it was he gay? No, I think it was somebody like he gay, who is now stuffed. Well, I guess that makes sense because he gay wasn't running around with the pack before, right? Well, as far as we know, and he didn't know what was going on. No, it's true. I think he was just a fresh bait wolf. Okay, okay. The one that the old lady knew is probably... One of the stuffed ones. Yeah, in the oh, display. That's so fucked up! I love it, and I hate it. It's crazy. Speaking of things I hate in this episode... Okay. He gay's running. Um, <laughs> I, I, no, not, not, I don't hate his running. I just I hate he gay. I guess I should have been... This <laughs> is one of those things where I wish it was a video podcast again. We get a close-up of the shaking of the collars. He's running. Hmm. Yeah. Gee, I wonder why. It foreshadowing! Looks like, uh, really heavy-handed foreshadowing. It looks like he's running alone, but then Blue shows up, but he tells her to go away. Ugh. I know. I don't... You know, going into this, the, you know, for after my first watching way back in the day, I really didn't like Toboy. Right. I'm beginning to think that maybe I just misremembered, and I just didn't... Or maybe... I don't know. I just... I don't like Hige. No, I don't like Hige. I don't like Kiva. Kiva's a cult leader. Hige's a pig. Toboy's obnoxious. I kind of don't mind Toboy as much this this time. I don't mind around. him as much, but he still is kind of an obnoxious kid. Sume's cool. Sume's cool. Blue's the best character. That's fair. And then the humans. The humans are good. The, All the humans are yeah. good. Yeah, but Sume is the only male wolf that can stand. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. But like, I hate. He's him. kind of a jerk. Yeah. But he's not wrong. When he's a jerk. No. It's like um, when my wife made me watch those Twilight movies. The only character that I could sympathize with in the entire thing. Was the one you're supposed to dislike, mm -hmm. the bitchy older sister vampire, mm -hmm. who's like, "Why do you keep bringing food to the house for us to be friends with? Stop <laughs> it!" And like, I'm sure all the little girls in the audience are like, "No, I want to go to the house. Don't be mean to me." And I'm a, as an adult going, "She's got a point. Like, no, she's listen to her. <laughs> she's right. <laughs> she ain't wrong." Uh, oh my lord! So he tells her to go away. No, yeah, you wait here, and you'll be my prize okay, to enjoy. When we I haven't back. gotten there yet. We will get there. That is problematic. That's near the end of the episode. Is it that far in? Oh okay. no, that's much farther. Magic in. of editing. Yeah. So, um, no, don't worry. I'll just leave it in. I'm really oh, okay. lazy. Uh, Are you gonna leave it in me yelling magic of editing? <laughs> sure. Why not? What? Why the fuck not? Let's do it. Like full send on this. Uh, so Hige starts laughing all oh, crazy. Oh, like, no, I'm going in that edited. Uh oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> He starts laughing all maniacally. He go crazy. But then his head hurts again and he collapses from, like, the sonic wave. Which I don't even know where it's coming from at this point. Speakers. <laughs> but then why is it not hurting her? I don't get it. Because he's got a post-hypnotic suggestion? Maybe. I don't know. I don't... I have no idea. Because then we'll see that weird, like, come up later. Yeah, but maybe it's been weaponized. Like, maybe with him it's just... I guess. I I, I don't know. I don't have I a, don't get I really it. I really don't have a direct... I don't know. But yeah, he collapses, and he definitely isn't moving. Like, it looks like he's dead. Yeah, he's totally but dead. But don't worry, he'll be fine in just, like, five minutes. Yeah, she Like, hug, suddenly fine. She hugs him back to life. Yeah. Um, She tries to wake him up, she and hugged. she's showing an awful lot of emotion toward him, considering that, like, she didn't like him that long ago. Yeah. Like, And he sucks. Yeah. Like, she was kind of just like, go away, you're a yep. horny bastard. But she seems to like him a lot now. Yeah. Seems to be a quick turn. Maybe it's just me. But I guess Hige's horny sense goes off because he wakes up, because she's right. touching him, and he's like, remove my collar. And we get a sign of, or like a shot of her, like, trying to bite the collar off, and she can't bite through leather, apparently. 
she can bite through the armor of these soldiers, but like... Then they bite through metal bars yeah, like, you in know. the first episode. Yes, but like leather. Leather is too much. <laughs> it's that, like, you know, really strong leather. So we go back to Hub and the old lady, and the old lady is talking about how they, in her pack, used to bring in strays. And again, I wrote down Hige was the stray that they brought in, but I think I agree more with you. Yeah, I they think just brought is. in some stray. Another person like Hige. Yes, uh, he, like Hige. He, yes, Hige like. Apparently soon afterwards they were attacked by soldiers, no matter where they went. Um, which makes sense now that why these our main characters have been attacked constantly because yep. Hige's collar is some sort of homing device, right? He's which beached. brings everyone right to him. He's got the GPS. He's he's got his GPS. collar brings all the way to the yard, That's, and they're like, you "Got nothing." I don't have anything. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, "Bow wow wow wow." Uh, Sometimes I set those traps where I just know you're not going to be able to... <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you making me look like a fool. I mean, that's that's my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, she blames this wolf. I do what I do best. And, who brought the soldiers to them. Uh, we go back to Hige and Blue again. Again. This is where we get shots of Blue biting at the collar, but it's no avail. Okay. And he says, don't worry about it. Says some nice things to her. Yeah. Ah, fuck, I'll leave it on. <laughs> <laughs> He says, things make sense now. His memories weren't real. Things were only lies to him, he says. All right. All right, I guess. I mean, he starts to somehow, for whatever reason, his memories come back, even though we don't see the memories. Yeah, Like, it must have been a, you know, like... We don't know what his memories were supposed to have been in the first place, let alone what they were faked over. Well, you know how anime loves to do flashbacks? Yeah. Sometimes we're like, oh, here comes the info dump. This anime I does. think we needed it right here. This anime does flashbacks. Like, I would love to see a moment with, like, him and Jagara or something. Like, give something. us something. Like, help us see, like, what you're talking about. Don't, like... Uh, the, agreed. Like, give us the story. Show us, don't tell us. Right. Right? <sighs> or at least tell us. Or, or <laughs> just tell us. I'm okay with that. Just, just tell us. Give us something. More soldiers show up. Blue, like, bolts at them. Um, but she gets shot, which I don't think we see her injured later. I don't remember her being injured later. I got nothing. I could be wrong. Maybe, I, maybe I'm remembering wrong. Um, but he goes to leap and save her, but he gets shot at too. But apparently he somehow gets shot in the collar because, like, they get away, but the collar's laying on the ground. Why not? <sighs> I, I don't know. I got nothing. Okay. Well, here's what you know. What I do know. Uh. Quint is drunk as shit. Shock. <laughs> We go to him, and he's just wandering around the street with a bottle of booze wrapped up in a bottle, or uh, in a paper bag. Brings back so many childhood memories. Whoa! <laughs> uh, you were traumatized. Uh, wait, sorry, what? Uh, anywho, uh, I blacked out there for a second, don't mind me. And uh, he runs into some soldiers. I don't know why I said but anywho, he runs into some soldiers. I just had this weird nostalgic feeling just now. It was just... Uh, the- he finds soldiers that apparently just dealt with Hige. They're the same ones that are just holding the collar. Yeah, sure, why not? And he just starts bad-mouthing him. He's like, were you looking for wolves? <laughs> and they're like, shut up, old man. You know nothing of wolves. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Wolves are around this city. And they're just like, fuck you. Yeah. I don't have time for you. My balls are squished in this weird armor. <laughs> and I have a wedgie. Can we talk about the design of that armor? Like, I had never noticed this armor It's like before. a plastic leotard. <laughs> it's a plastic leotard. But, like, only in the front. <laughs> And then the back is just like <laughs> an ash drawn with a bunch of lines in the middle, like they're just yep wedged up there. Just uh-huh. oh yeah, they, 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 they make sure their their soldiers are mean. I guess they're just in the mood to hurt somebody. Yeah, as much as they were hurt themselves. Yep, <laughs> going to make your balls and ass hurt. Those so bad. balls can't even be side by side in that armor. Like be over or under. Yeah, yeah, that'll cause testicular torsion long term. <laughs> you don't want that? No, you don't want that. Absolutely not. The fuck are we doing? Uh, <laughs> we go back to the wolf lady, right? Hub pathetically calls out for water. Toboy is brought in next. Like, it's a funny scene because like he's being brought back by like the the, the back of his collar of his shirt, uh-huh. but you know they're carrying that wolf by the scruff of his yeah, neck. Yeah, they scruffed him. But like you don't see it, but like you know that's what's happening, and I love that. Yep. Like I just love that like minor little thing. It's there are a lot of good moments in this episode of wolves, but then they're humans, but then they're wolves, but then they're humans. Because we're seeing Hub see it, right? Which is so cool. Using him as our point of point of view character. Yeah, no, I think that's 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 just amazing. 
so Tobey's brought in, he's put in behind bars, and then they just blast the old woman for what I thought was no reason at first. Right. Um, but it's because they're, they want to get her out of the cell without being attacked. They drag her body away, and this is where Hub sees the, the lady as a wolf. Right, because she's unconscious, so she can't hold up her glamour. I, that's my thought. That's my thought. It's got to be that. And the fact that he sees through that mm-hmm. allows him then to see to kind of start seeing through Tobue and Sume. I don't know if it's directly him seeing through it so much as he sees through it. Like and, he then, and, then it. Real, and then believes it. Yeah. Yeah, so he can, oh, well, if she was really a wolf, maybe these are. It's oh, the po- no, it, I can... It's the power of belief, right? Because he, he attempted to disbelieve. He did. <laughs> oh, my. Well, I mean, he, about... re- he had a reason to. If you think about it, though, the whole mythology of this world is that wolves don't exist. Right. So, like, no one believes that they exist, so why would they ever think that the person that they see is actually Why would wolf? they attempt to disbelieve? They would never attempt to disbelieve. It's <laughs> D&D. That's this isn't even the this isn't even the season where we talk about D and D, and somehow we're bringing it back to D and D. I mean, I mean that's what we do. I mean that's kind of on brand for us. It, it is extremely on brand. So yeah, Hub sees the all of them as wolves. It's a really cool shot because we see like a lot of close up of Hub's like face and horror, and he's rubbing his eyes and he's not sure. And like you could just tell Hub's been through hell. Here he is like starving in the cell and. And, and now he's like, he realizes wolves are actually alive when he didn't want to really believe it, even though he read parts of the Book of the Moon. He's been through some shit. He's been through some shit. He has been seen some shit. So Toboy starts to lose hope, and Sume tells him that, don't worry, paradise will happen. And I love how Cub then just calmly is like, hey, you guys wolves? <laughs> hey, question. <laughs> you wolf. <laughs> to which Sume's like... Yeah, what if we are? Like, yeah. or something like that. They're like, like, what's it, what's it to you? What of it? <laughs> what of it? Uh, but then he says that, uh, that he was with Cheza, which obviously gets their attention. So right. he's like, I've seen Cheza. Yeah. Well, he's like, well, if you're not, why are you here? He's like, I was hanging out with Cheza. And they're like, what? Yeah. Cheza? Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Moonflower. <laughs> the wolves then decide to bash against the bars and attempt to break out because. So they used to make mooncakes. That's. I think so. Moon pies? Moon pies. They just continue to bash themselves against the walls. Kiba. Back to Kiba. He, we get this, like, really interesting pan upward of the spiral staircase with, like, a trail of blood and some really interesting interior decorating. Cat, like, I don't know. It's it like a long, tarry turd with, like, Ew. veins hanging off of it. I was going to say, like, a weird, like, mechanical, fleshy pillar. It's kind of what I said. Like, mecha penis, almost? No, it's it's lumpy and, like, misshapen. That's definitely a turd. Okay. I mean, I guess there was some, like, corn lumps in there. It's like you ate a computer. <laughs> oh, no! And they couldn't get all the, all the wires just all stuck together. It's just coming out. I do not like this image. I do not agree with it. Just it dangle ham off the side of a building. Oh, stop it. God damn it. Let it fly. Kiba's limping up the steps. We get a shot of that bitch Jagra, direct mm-hmm. quote, in front of Cheza. In her home away from home, her green bubble, where True. she spends most of her life. Yep, that that checks out. Floating in a green liquid in a green bubble. She says, I assume this, I meant that Jagara says that her beloved will come to her. Right. And then we get a shot of Kiba. Is Kiba her beloved? I assume. Why? Because she says my beloved, right? Yeah. She doesn't say, like, your beloved. Yeah. I don't know. She's going to fuck that wolf? Because he's the one that loves... The, the flower. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I got nothing. Yes. You know what solves this problem? What's that? Break card. That makes sense. Stray! Stray! Welcome to the break card. You've made it here with me. My name is Andy, and thank you once again for tuning in to a new episode of Tuning Japanese, our first episode in quite some time. So thank you for joining us here, and hopefully you've stuck with us over our break. And I want to say once again, we apologize for that. Life has sucked. Speaking kind of personally, I'm going through a really rough time, and I just am taking it day by day. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, it's just been really tough to sit down and do any level of recording editing, and work on any of the podcast stuff. So thank you so much for your patience. We are back to recording again, and hopefully we'll be back to a regular schedule as we are finishing up Season 4 of Tuning Japanese, which absolutely blows my mind. We are three years into this thing, and 
It just feels like yesterday when we first started. So thank you so much, every one of you who downloads, who listens, and who enjoys our show, because we put really a lot of time into this, and we hope that the end result is something that you all do enjoy. Another thank you to my participants at the QC Game Fest who played in my Sailor Toon game. I mentioned that in this episode. I just, I think about it and how much fun it was. And it was just one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. One of the easiest games I've ever run. Uh, Just so much fun, so much laughter. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're one of those people who played and you happen to be listening right now, you're awesome. Like, you were absolutely fantastic. All five of you were amazing. So thank you for checking that out. We are going to be putting some information of that onto our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. We're probably going to post the character sheets as well as do videos for our YouTube channel. If you search for Tuning Japanese on YouTube, you can find us on there. We still have just our introductory video right now because, as I have mentioned before, life has not been kind. So we're going to get back on there and do some videos kind of talking about the different characters that we created for that game and how that worked out, and it should be a lot of fun. If you're looking for more stuff to do with regards to tuning Japanese and our hosts, go check out the articles that were once on the Questionable Endeavor Network, which are now slowly making their way to tuningjapanese.com. You can find those interspersed amongst the new episodes on our main feed on that website. And if you want more stuff, you can head over to twitch.tv slash lemonnerdboy, which is my Twitch channel. I'm actually going to be back onto Twitch fairly regularly over the summer here as I wrap up my year of teaching and trying to get back to just doing things that I really, really enjoy. One last time I want to just mention, go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese. It does help us pay for things. And again, thank you to Superfan Matt for your continued and amazing support sticking with us. We really, honestly, especially now... I'm not doing as well financially, and it's going to be a lot harder for me to pay the bills on all of these podcasts and websites and all of that, which is one of the reasons why we're going to be doing away with questionable endeavor. It's a large amount of money that goes into doing these things. So if you can even support $1, it would go a long way in helping to make sure that the show and everything that goes along with this show continues to be something that we can afford. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And let's get out of the break card, and let's get right back into our review of Wolf's Rain, episode 25, False Memories. Back from the break card. I forgot about break cards. Yeah, remember those? I wrote it in. I remembered. (laughs) I remembered to write it into my notes. I put break card, and here we went, and now we are back. Kiba. You should, you should have put the right card right after she broke the bubble. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> right. I mean, you're going to give it away. Hang on. Don't give it away. We'll get there. <sighs> what? Never work with you. All right. So <laughs> keep, back to Kiba and Chezza. Um, we don't really go too far away from this moment. He pushes open a door to find Chezza floating in front of him in her orb, her spa, right. <laughs> if you will. Her bubble. Her bubble. She's bubble boy. Bubble girl. So he rushes to her. Uh, she doesn't respond. But you know who does respond? Jagra. Jagra. <laughs> I thought you were going to say break card. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jagra, Jagra appears. <laughs> calling him the white wolf, the one chosen by the flower. That's racist. And she also hits on him, calling him beautiful. Yeah, that was weird. It was. Like, I guess it is. Like, that's that's bestiality. I, I mean, it fits, right? It's her beloved. Right, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I mean, even as a human, I don't really think Kiba's that attractive. But that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Chagra. Not cool. No. No. Nope. No. No more of those. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Uh, so Kiba runs forward to attack, but... Ha-ha! Circle of protection against wolves! Like she's one of the Winchesters, because here's my demon circle. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought it'd be a really obscure magic card, like one of those ones that like doesn't get any play. Wolf like, trap? Yeah, like wolf trap. <laughs> You've fallen for my trap card. Kaiba. Uh, <laughs> fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, so... Tap to trap one wolf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Tap. Oh, my God. Pay one black mana. Tap. She's using the the Moonlight Crucible. What kind of mana is the Moonlight? Oh my god! Well, it should be it should be white and black, I think. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, Moonlight, light, but also, like, she's evil or something. Well. Necromatic. 
The faces of the moon. Yeah. Oh my god. I want to make this magic card. Hey fans, design the magic card called the Moonlight Crucible for if, us. If Eric listens to this, he's just going to hand it to us. Like, <laughs> oh like... yeah, I have it in book three. <laughs> right here. Dragara wants Chezza to open up her eyes for her, and bring her to her paradise or something like that. Uh, yeah, something's happening. So, something's going on. Uh, the sphere shatters. Break hard. No. <laughs> Straight. Stop that! Quit making the break card music play. Uh, we already did an episode like that. The Simpsons already did that. Just saying, that's where you should put it. <sighs> Thank you. The The sphere shatters. Water flows out. Jagara says that they must feast in celebration. Is that on Kiba or Cheza or both? Probably Kiba, right? Because doesn't she eat wolves? Yeah, she eats wolves. I assume Kiba. Yeah, okay. I don't know, though. Yeah. We go to Cher. Remember her? I don't remember how how she ended up wandering off on her own, um, but she is wandering around on her own in the city streets again. Even though I swear she got in to the keep, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe she I got to the city. I don't remember. I don't. No, they were in the city together. Yeah. So she's wandering around, and she sees that cat from before. Was it the same cat? I thought it was a different cat. I think it's the same cat. I, thought it I, was I just... think it's the same cat that they talked to because she gets really excited because she, she even like says like, "Hey." Where's Blue? Well, I suppose it might be the same cat, because I thought it was a black cat that was earlier. I, I'm pretty sure it's the same cat. She tries to talk to the cat. The cat gives the perfect cat <laughs> response. Meow. <laughs> Fuck you. Yep. Roll back <laughs> over and go to sleep. Soldiers are marching around, taking supplies and putting up in cardboard boxes. Yeah, they're just taking, putting shit in boxes. Um, I, I, obviously, I, I, I got this part. Like, I understood this. It's for the big celebration yeah. <laughs> that they're throwing. Um, We're going to all get crunk. It's one of the few things that I understood in this episode. This freak share out. Quint wanders up to the soldiers. Hey, you didn't kill all the wolves. <laughs> yep, pretty much. That's yep. the dialogue. He says... <sighs> yep, those are wolves. Um, <laughs> he says... I shall tell you now the words of Red Moon. Only then will appear the wretched beast. And they're all like, get the fuck away, you <laughs> drunk. All right, sure. Go away. And they probably would just ignored him, but then he starts, like, harassing people on the street. Yeah. He, like, yells at school children, and then grabs some dude by the collar, and he's, yeah, he's like, like, can't you see them? Are you under a spell? You're all brainwashed. This guy, he's probably, well, fuck it, let's beat him up. <laughs> they beat the living piss out of they him. They put the boots to him. Oh, they just stomp him, kick him, absolutely. And they don't even bother to throw him in jail, they're just like, whatever. They leave him dying on the street as people walk people past. People just walk around him. <laughs> it's really crazy. Uh, it's dusk now, uh, and the city lights are coming on, and we get a shot of a massive line of soldiers on either side of the supply trucks coming in, uh, and then Cher apparently followed them. Like, yeah. she's just there outside of the uh, entrance, looking sure. at the soldiers, looking at all that. that Seems like a place for her to be. I mean, I guess. I mean, where else has she gotta be? <laughs> and while she's standing there, she sees someone wander up. Someone really familiar. Not that familiar. I was confused. <laughs> you were confused, but I thought I knew kind of right away. It's Darsha? Sure. Did yeah. Darsha die? Not even die, like disintegrated. <laughs> like on top of a castle that collapsed. Did like I can understand like, like anime bullshit and people surviving. I don't understand how Darsha survived in this circumstance. He didn't. He was disintegrated on top of a castle that Then crumbled. how the fuck is he here? I don't know. Like maybe he's a ghost. Oh, that's like the weird. Rah, 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 yeah. rah. Is that ghost spot? Or like, is it, or he's a cyborg? Maybe. Or he's a ghost cyborg. Oh, that would be so badass! <laughs> so he shows up, and shares like oh, Darsha, and they meet face to face. He asks Cher if she will follow him into the very heart of darkness. Gothy as fuck. So like, is, does that make Jaga or Kurtz? Yeah. Okay. Deep cut. I get it. Eh? That's good. I'm glad it's you get fine. I'm glad you get the reference. Someone someone out there is so excited right now. They're like, Whoa, Heart of Darkness! I love Joseph Conrad. Alright, so um That's not me. That's not you. That's okay. That's fine. I get it. I... So she's like, sure, I got nothing better to do. Better yeah, just why follow not? you into the heart of darkness, I guess. That's where the script says I go, so why uh, not? <laughs> women have no agency in this anime anymore, so yep. why the fuck not? So we get that high-pitched sound that goes off, and apparently all the soldiers collapse. 
Was that a toilet flushing? Yeah. Is that this anime going down? That's a high-pitched sound. Oh, okay. That's the high-pitched sound is a flushing toilet. Jesus Christ. So they just walk past the soldiers who start collapsing. And they're just like, well, I guess we're going to wander into this keep now. We go back inside, and there is a shit ton of nobles just hanging out, ready for a Guns N' Roses concert. Like Your concert? I was thinking more Paradise City. They're going to take me down to the Paradise City. Yeah, but Darsh City. is dressed like Robert Smith that oh. <laughs> in Dream of the Endless cosplay. No, totally. I mean, 100%. I agree with you on that. But yeah, they're all gathered, and Jagra puts on a sweet shade of lipstick that you've noted matches her hair. Right. And then asks her fuckboy if she's beautiful. To which she's like, yes. Yeah, and which he should have been like, you're wearing a mask. I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen your eyes. Your chin's all right. Do you have I... eyes? <laughs> Are they just eye voids? She's got eye voids! You might. <gasps> this eye is such voids. an anime trope. Eye voids are the best anime trope. It's my favorite anime trope. Eye voids are a thing. You laughed at me. And, like, that's not a trope. But how many eye voids have we seen? I don't think I said that wasn't a trope. You said it wasn't a trope. <laughs> Apparently the main event of this party is stoking the flames of the Midnight Crucible with uh, the White Wolf's blood. Yeah. Very metal. Moonlight Crucible. What'd I say? Midnight? Midnight. <laughs> Moonlight. Um, fighting evil by Moonlight. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd forgotten that that existed until I was just new an episode of Wonderful, and they, they were talking about that. But anywho, that's... That's something else. Darsha and Cher just are still walking, and Cher asks, like, Hey, what's gonna happen? And of course she doesn't respond, because fuck women in this anime. Also, I'm so emo and god. Yeah, there's there's some element of that, too. So Cheza is back in her water somehow, um, even though her pod was destroyed. I guess they have just a bunch of those sitting around. Probably got them from... Walmart. I was gonna say, like, they kind of remind me of... I know we said it before, that kind of reminds me of the plants... Uh, from Bash, uh, from Bash right. Stampede, from from Trigun, right? They have, do you think that water moves around inside of them? Any? I don't. Wasn't was then something like float down from like inside of there once yeah. and like reach out its hand toward Bash? Oh, in, in plants, yes, there was like yeah. a yeah. a creature inside of it, yeah, like a pink, yeah, yeah thing. Whatever like you humanoid. Want. I'm saying like the one that she's in there. Like you think like the water moves around, or do you think it's like? I'm trying to figure out if it's a Tide Pod. Oh, fucking God damn it! God damn it! If only we had some shitty teens, then they could tell you if it's a Tide Pod or not. It's been ingested or only something. Only by taste. Only by taste. <laughs> Lick it. So, apparently, Kiba speaks and it's like, Jessa, sing for me. And then she does, and all the wolves are like, oh my god, she's singing and she, yeah. she sounds so sad. Uh oh. Telepathy song. <laughs> and, like, Hub's like, wait, you hear her voice? Like, what's going on? What the fuck's happening? What the hell's going on? We get a shot of Kiba. He's strapped down. Like, hardcore yep. strapped down. Like, IVs all over him. Uh, yeah, it's it's really bonkers. Uh, I guess they're getting a good vintage for later. Sure, yeah. You know? Sume and Toboe say that it's sad crying. I mentioned that. And uh, Hub can't hear it. Uh, so the captured wolves decide to just continue to thrash themselves against the side of the cage, and this is where we see Hub actually seeing them as wolf form again, and they're just, like, right. bouncing off repeatedly. Yep. You know, Hub wonders why they would sacrifice themselves for whatever, and then he's like, I'm gonna be Superman now and bend these bars. Because <laughs> when I think of Hub, I think of a really strong man who would be able to bend the bars. Right. So, back to the main event. There's much applause as Jagara arrives. And she calls Paradise her own. And then she does the thing that she does best. Spin around. Spin like a maniac. <laughs> like line. a fucking maniac. I mean, it's beautiful to see, but also Yes, weird. it's beautifully animated, but... But it's fucking weird. Why is she spinning? What? It's part of the ritual, I suppose. They have liquor. They don't need to spin around until they get dizzy. That's <laughs> what kids do. Hey, we cut away to Hige, and this is the worst part of the anime. Like, of yeah. anything. Like, I hate this so fucking much. Me too. Hige apologizes to Blue, and he says he's okay to stand. He remembers that, you know, he's not the one to blame, and that he doesn't want to seem malicious. But then Blue says, like, hey, let me go with you on this thing. And he's like, no. Yeah. You cannot go. 
you must stay here. Girls are not tough enough. She has to wait. Well, he doesn't say that, but it's implied. Yeah. Like, she has to wait because if she waits, then he will return because he knows that she'll be there you, when he gets back. You wait here and I'll come back successful and have sex with you. Yes. That will be my reward. That is absolutely That's, what this is. Yeah, I know. I know. That's And I fucking hate it. I hate he I hate it so much. This is my my biggest thing why I hate Hige in this episode. I just fucking hate that like how dare the writers and how dare Hige be like you are my reward. Uh-huh. She is a totally autonomous character. She's as we've said the best wolf character. Way more capable than him. A ton more. It's like how about you stay here? Absolutely. Ugh. Just drives me nuts. <sighs> the one good thing we get out of this is a really cool song. Yeah. Stephen Conti's song, uh, Heaven's Not Enough. I'll probably either play a short clip here, or I'll put it in the, like, bumper at the end. You'll get the food. Heaven's not enough. You think you found it, and it loses you. So also he leaves her like in a random bridge. He does. It's like how are you going to come back here? Yeah. Just one of many overpasses as you mentioned. It's just he's just going to peel it the whole way so he can smell his way back. What? I mean probably. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean that actually does make a lot of never, sense. Never, never mind. Honestly, that's <laughs> That is a very animal thing to do. And so, solved, but he is a little bit of a peer. <laughs> gross. Uh so <laughs> he's like that pug that tries to like was just like a pee and he like over tips, so you ends up walking and peeing for like <laughs> five feet. I don't, I don't want to answer anymore. Uh, you don't talk about, don't you? I don't, I don't want. No. Oh, you do. That's funny as hell. He gay rushes toward the keep. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm still thinking about that pug walker I'll be in. Oh, fucking hell. So he, um, while he does that, the nobles are spinning around and dancing to the music. They're just, they're not even dancing. They're just spinning. Yeah, it's true. They're all spinning. I guess it's contagious. They have the St. Vitae's whatever dance. This does work alongside the music. I think it is a cool visual to go along with the song. I like that a lot. Darsha shows up and then just literally kills the party. Pulls a mask of the Red Death. Like, yeah. death wanders in and all, the, all of the revelers fall in the blood-bedewed halls of their revel. And it's all except for Jagura, who like just turns immediately, stops mid-rotation. Like, mm -hmm. And it's like, ha... There you are. We get a shot of Cheza and weird veins on her face and Kiba struggling. He's tied down. And that's it. We get our title card. And that is episode 25 of Wolf's Reign, False Memories. And this is the part where we talk about our thoughts. Uh, normally, I would go first. Um, but... You talked a lot. I talked a lot. And I need a break. So, Bill, what are your thoughts on episode 25? I... I'm back to not knowing what the fuck is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, why is Darsha back? Why has he got woo-woo-woo powers? <laughs> why is spinning around fun? <laughs> what? Why not just eat Kiba instead of, like, IVing him up into a weird... You gotta put him on the Moonlight Crucible. I... I, I guess. Why? Why do you gotta put him there? Because <laughs> you can't be a savage. They're nobles. They gotta cook their meat before they eat it and open up paradise. They spin around instead of drinking like regular people. They had booze. We saw the soldiers buy the booze. Maybe. Did they keep it? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. What? Did Quint get in it? <laughs> Probably. I, uh, what? Maybe the spinning is a, is a fucking ritual or something. <laughs> like, it's part of the ritual to summon paradise. Like, also, like, how does paradise show up? Like, what is paradise? Like, is it like a portal that opens and they all are teleported? Is it like this... Weird apocalyptic hellscape, like, turns to, like, lush gardens and, like, there's the sun comes out. Like, what does Paradise look like? I've seen a lot of superhero movies, and I'm going to guess Sky Portal. You think so? Probably a beam of light and a Sky Portal. <laughs> oh, you're probably right. That's... You're, you're probably... Asking. But it usually is in a superhero movie. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. But aside from that, other aside from the confusion, like, is there anything Pigay sucks. Pigay sucks. 
<laughs> he really, really sucks. <laughs> he really, really sucks. I, I, I don't know. Not the strongest episode. It definitely builds some level of suspense of what's going to happen. It adds a lot of unnecessary wrinkles like like Darsha. Like, that's my biggest one. Darsha, yeah. Darsha, Darsha. Why is he back? Unless there's a reason. Like, I don't have a problem with that because I don't know what happens. See, and I so can't maybe remember. maybe that's important. And again, still, I've seen this before and I chose it, but I can't remember for the life of me what actually happens and what takes place here. Really, honestly, like, we have one episode left, but not really because then we get the OVA. Yeah, to get the real ending. Right, to get the real ending. So apparently, could have had if they didn't put four episodes of fucking filler in the middle. True. Which means that I'm going to guess that this next episode is not going to be a very satisfying episode. Probably not. We're probably going to be angry, and then we're going to watch the OVA, and then maybe we'll feel better. Maybe we'll get some answers. Or we'll get a worse ending. Because, like, honestly, if you think about it, this is building toward defeating Jagera. Right. Which then means, like, what do we do for four episodes? It's like our Game of Thrones discussion. Unless she wins. Okay. And then the other four episodes are them fighting her again and, like, winning. Okay, that's possible. Maybe, again, I can't remember, like, so I couldn't tell you. Maybe she just wins and they all die. That would be an unsatisfying ending. It would be a ending. It would be a ending. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, there's some cool, like, music. There's some good animation. We always like the animation. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still pretty. But, like, yeah, it is confusing. I, I don't hate this episode because I feel like there's some decent things in it, but it is confusing. Yeah, I guess I don't hate it. It's just, as coming back to Wolf's Rain after so long, you're just like, now what the fuck is happening? Yeah, well, I mean, we'll find out next week uh, in episode 26, Moonlight Crucible, how things play out. I think our confusion is part of the reason we sputtered out, like, episodes like this of just like, what? Why? What? Yeah. There's not even really much to say. It's just... I agree. Things. I agree. <sighs> But we'll see how it goes next time. We'll see if it's just you and me. We'll see if it's you, me, and Thurk. You, me, and Josh. We'll see how it plays out. But either way, we'll be back next time. It won't be you, me, and Josh. (laughs) We'll see. Um, But next time we will be back for episode 26, Moonlight Crucible. Um, But until then, I guess I should get us out of here, shouldn't I? You should. Thank you for listening to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And would you please take this collar off of me? Eh. My name is Andy. And is everyone blind in this place but me? Mm-hmm. I'm Bill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. And we will see you next time. Josh, you're fired. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Follow me into the very heart of darkness. Uh, uh.